Hello everyone, this is How to Japan, and tonight we're doing another episode on a movie, and that movie is Demon Slayer, Mugen Train. It's interesting, I, I, I looked online and it's called Demon Slayer Kimitsu no Yaiba the movie Mugen Train, which is a little long. <laughs> and I looked on IMDB and it's uh, Demon Slayer Mugen Train, and I don't know. What should we call it? Can we just call it Demon Slayer Mugen Train? Okay. That sounds good. But yeah, this movie, I, uh, I'll, I'll come out and say it right now. I enjoyed it. What a movie it was. I was very impressed with this film. Uh, if you uh, haven't seen it uh, and you've already seen all 26 episodes of the Demon Slayer TV series, then uh, and if you did enjoy the series, then what the fuck are you waiting for? Go out and well, watch it. Watch this movie. It's a good movie, at least uh, from my perspective. But uh, before we get into spoilers, yeah, uh, that, those are my overall thoughts. Uh, what about you? I thought it was thrilling. Okay. Yeah. Very concise. Yes, I, I thought I would like, you know, those movie reviews. Enthralling, suspenseful. Yeah. I would keep it simple. Yeah, I recommend that... it. Good. It's an adventure for... A range of ages. It's, it's funny you mention age. This movie, I mean, before we watched the television series, it was already playing in Japan, and it was the one of the most highest grossing. In fact, I think it was in Japan. It reached 40 billion yen, with a, a world box office mm-hmm. total of 51.7 billion. And also in America, it was $500 million, making it the highest grossing film of 2020. That's pretty good. That's fucking amazing. For, for, for like an animated uh, movie, I thought, wow, uh, that's why, I think that was one of the reasons why I really wanted to cover the TV series. I wanted to know what's so special about it. And um, so coming back to you saying that it's great for all ages, I said in our previous podcast, uh, our previous episode when we covered the series, that I was surprised by how violent it was. And I knew of many Japanese who took their kids to see it. And I couldn't understand that. I'm like, what the fuck? This is violent as fuck. And we spent two hours, I think, uh, a, a good segment of that, I think I did, talking about how violent it was and how these kids are uh, being uh, exposed to all this violence on screen. And I, uh, and I, think, I think we both thought that maybe it was just due to a higher sophistication Less, a little more desensitization in uh, watching anime compared to Western audiences, because this movie, this in Japan, kids went to see it, whereas in America it's rated R. It's an R-rated movie, up there with fucking Robocop. <laughs> right. Well, I mentioned to you in that episode that you know I teach I teach at a high school, and I showed for example, Stranger Things to my students. And they found that to be scary, which high Mm. school kids in America do not find to be scary. And when I asked them about the violence in Demon Slayer, they said, well, it's, you know, it's anime. It's, we're used to it. We, We know what it's like. But the real live action type of stuff the stuff that we would not seem to be so scary is marginally more scary to them. 
Mm. So it's uh, what you're exposed to and how you feel about the different things that you're seeing, whether it's real or what you what you what your mind perceives to be real, I think, is uh, a major component to it. Right. Another interesting thing about this is I saw reviews. I read I read reviews from some critics who I sometimes like to read their uh, appraisals of certain movies and many of them had never seen the TV show. Wow. These guys these are professional movie critics. So I I wondered what what the fuck do you have to say about a movie that heavily borrows upon the TV show? <laughs> it's like it should be expected, but many of them hadn't. And they all gave it, many gave them glow, uh, glowing reviews, but I thought, well, how do you know the character motivations? How do you, how do you know, like, for example, Zenitsu, when he fucking falls asleep, that he becomes somebody completely different? How, how do you know the relationship between Tanjiro and his uh, sister? How do you know uh, Rengoku's um, part as a Hashira? How do you know anything about the Hashira? How do you know anything about fucking any of these, what I think of as very important details? which you can only glean from having watched the TV show. Does that make any sense to you? I can see your point. But I can also see the the idea of just going in and watching a movie and then and then putting things together in a way. So you can kind of it, it's not like you can't watch the movie without having seen the show. Of course, there's lots of background that you're missing. But the the movie, I think, can stand on its own because of the, the driving force of the action and the plot development of the movie itself. Uh, of course, you're going to get a lot more out of it if you do know the background uh, and know the series itself. So, but, but I see your point. If I'm being charitable to these reviewers, I know they're movie reviewers. They're not television show reviewers. And I know they probably got a ton of movies that they have to watch. And they're getting paid to review movies, not television shows. So they simply don't have the time to, to spending that time watching 26 episodes of a, of a show in order to fully appreciate a movie. But I just thought it was a waste. I oh. thought, like, if... I don't know. I think there are... Because it was so popular, I think people just went in wondering why. I wonder why it's so popular. Well, I think it was popular because people have seen the series and they love the series. And that's why... I could imagine it being um, as popular as it is. I mean, it was, like I said, it was one of the highest grossing movies in America. How? What percentage do you think of the audience had seen the series? I have no idea, so I'll just hazard a guess. 25% have not seen the series. Wow. That's a number straight out of my ass. <laughs> I'm analyzing your answer right now. I'm like, hmm. I'm turning it over in my head and smelling it. Hmm. Hang on. I imagine, you know, there's some movies you, you just want to know what the hubbub is. And I, I bet there's like a certain portion of people who maybe they went with another friend who liked the series and then they just tagged along. And the friend would like uh, tell them about like uh, backstories and shit. But even if they don't tell the backstory, I mean, you can obviously find uh, immediately see that Zenitsu is annoying, is annoying, and uh, Inosuke has some sort of problem with his looks, and Lengoku doesn't really 
understand social cues <laughs> like it's like and then a lot of the a lot of the backstories are i, I don't no, sorry we're now i'm starting to go into the plot but i'll stay away from that right now but i i think there's there's certain things that you can gather just from the way the story is told within the movie like because you do get some backstories um, not everything, but you do. And it, it, it's an interesting puzzle maybe for some people when they go in and have never seen the series. With the Zenitsu, for example, yeah, we, we've seen the series. We know that when he's asleep, that's when he's at his most dangerous. I don't think there was anything in the movie that would lead the viewer to understand that. However, there he was at his most dangerous in the movie when he was asleep. So I, I think people watching that would then say, well, I guess he has some sort of power when he's asleep. That's a stretch. I don't... If I could go back in time, if I can go back in Mm -hmm. time and watch it without the benefit of having seen the series, I... Maybe you're right. Maybe I could have come to that conclusion. I'm like, oh, wow, he's he's asleep, but... There's some sort of unconscious power. I yeah. Really well, whatever, dude. I mean, I, I, that's how <laughs> I see it. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. All right. Well, so you would recommend that people watch this? Oh yeah, definitely. Good. Yeah, me too. So if you haven't yeah. seen it, watch it. Uh, I would, I would highly recommend you watch the series before watching the movie. But I guess you're of the opinion that you don't need to watch the series. I didn't say to that. To fully appreciate it. Oh no. I mean, you you would also you would say that. I don't want to put words in your mouth. You would be less inclined to say that people have to watch the series. Here, here, Here's what I would say. I wouldn't be surprised if people only watched the movie and enjoyed the movie immensely. That's what I would say. Okay. I, I don't think like you, you go to the movie and you didn't see the series like, what the fuck was that? I don't think people would leave this movie thinking like, what, there was demons? What the fuck are demons? I don't understand. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, the you know, there's a good versus evil kind of thing going on. And there's like the obvious well-defined characters, even if you don't know all of their backstories within it. And there's right. an obvious mentor character there. Um, and people are, certain people are being manipulated and, you know, I think there's like things that you can hang your hat on if you've never even seen the television series. Yeah, I would agree with some of that. So let's delve in. How do you want to start? Shall we talk about the uh, the plot? Yeah, why don't you why don't you give the audience the the plot some of the plot there? So this features uh, three, well, actually four, four characters who we follow throughout, uh, and then there's an introduction of another character. So we've got uh, Tanjiro. We've got Inosuke, we've got Zenitsu, and we've got Nezuko. They're on a train called the Mugen Train. They are tasked with figuring out what's going on with all these disappearances on this train. That's when we first introduced... Well, actually, we've met Rengoku, the orange-haired Pokemon-looking character. He is uh, someone who we've met in the series, but here we he's more fleshed out. And uh, from there, a lot of... Uh, a lot of shit happens on the train. You see uh, one of the demons who has this power, which is taken out of Inception, where uh, you put them in a dream state. You put the these main characters in a dream state, and then you ensure that they never wake up. 
So they're living in their dreams. Uh, they're in a euphoric state. And actually, while watching it, I thought, wow, that, uh, that was really um, it was really interesting how it was done. And I thought that was going to be the majority of the movie until we get to the last act, which is like a completely different movie to me. <laughs> but the... But this, uh, but that was enough for me at the at the beginning, and and then it just took a turn at the end. I was like, "Fucking hell, this is really good." Yeah. And um, I think the people who, I mean, the characters uh, who we are following, they are experiencing. Well, actually, you can see their personalities in the dreams that they're having. For example, Zenitsu, he loves. Nezuko, and and you see the way he's um, the way his dream is progressing, where he pretend, where he we where he feels that he's helping her, and his his relationship with her is getting deep, getting deeper, and and then you see Norske and, and how he his personality is manifest in this dream, in these dreams, and then in Rengoku and and Tanjiro. So I think that's some insight into their personalities, but I but I'm also coming from the television series. So that's why I enjoyed it so much. But the basic plot is, uh, yeah, they are fighting uh, demons on a train, and at the end, Rengoku dies. So there you go. <laughs> the end. <laughs> There's a synopsis for anyone who wants to watch. And then he dies. That's, <laughs> he just that's, dies. <laughs> then he dies. He gets fucked up, actually. He gets re- he gets his ass handed to him. It's like, fuck. There's just no contest. I mean, there's a little bit of a contest, but it just seemed to me that the demon was just toying with him. Yeah, the demon was just like, man, you're you're pretty good for being a shitty human. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but that's the basic uh, plot of it. Uh, but I did like the Inception element, you know, being in dreams. Yeah. And I think this is why I got an R rating. Uh-huh. Don't quote me on this, but okay. I think... I think the R rating came about because it's one particular act. You know what I'm referring to. It's an act that go, uh, it goes on and on. This one act. Is it regarding Tanjiro's family and how they're all bloody in it? I don't, I think, maybe, I don't know. So he commits suicide by cutting his own head off mm-hmm. again and again and again. It's not just slitting his own throat. He's just chopping his own head off. He got pretty good at it. He got pretty good at it, yeah. A little mm-hmm. too good. Yeah. He almost killed himself for real. Right. And I think that's what justified the R rating in, to, you know, uh, among American audiences. You don't want to see like an animated character who you're following just killing himself again and again with his katana. I wonder. It's interesting. You know, I can put that to one side. You know, the fact that there, there is an, it's an anime where there are flames and water... And shit coming out of your katana, and there are demons, demons, demon slayers defying physics. But I was actually thinking, actually, how diff- how can you actually cut your own head off with a katana? I wondered, so I did a little bit of research, and mm-hmm. I discovered that it's extremely difficult. And I started, uh, I, I lost track of time, and I started reading about decapitations in general, and the use the use of guillotines during the French Revolution, and uh-huh. and it just, uh, yeah, complete waste of time. And I know it's an anime, but that was one thing that stuck with me. I'm like, hey, you know what? How can he really cut his own hand off with his with a katana? But also, you know, what we're talking about is it, him doing this in his dream. Maybe if it got to reality, it would have been really, really hard. But I imagine that because of his training, 
I mean, the training that he does in the series is like well beyond anything that anyone's ever experienced. <laughs> so <laughs> if anyone could actually cut their head off, it would have been Tanjiro. Right. And he would have done it well. He would have been like, hey, you want to see my fucking head get cut off? I'll fucking do it right in front of you. <laughs> you want to bet I can't cut my head off? <laughs> yeah, so that was the only thing that stood out to me. The only thing in the movie which is aimed at fucking kids in Japan. <laughs> I'm just I'm just sitting there thinking, mm, I wonder how difficult that is. I'm going to research. <laughs> yeah. How, how hard that is. Yeah. That's interesting. So what did you find out about the guillotine? Did it always work well? Was it no? Was it well, that's why they outlawed it. That's because they found yeah. out that it was extremely painful, and there was still some uh, consciousness that's online. Once you remove the like, remove someone's head, um, oh, wow. you see classic telltale time, uh, telltale signs of someone being online. Wow, isn't that scary? That's pretty wild. So, like, your head could get cut off, and then. Your head flips in a certain way, and then you can see your body. Like obviously, there's no one reporting it. Yeah. No one's got their head off to report findings. But <laughs> We're interviewing <you> <laughs> this decapitated head. <laughs> but they were talking about the people who were in charge of guillotines, and uh, mm-hmm. they did these tests on uh, dilation of pupils and uh, whether they're, they're focusing or not on you. Mm-hmm. And there was yeah. there were signs of them focusing on you, which is, which tells you that the brain is still somewhat active uh, in processing information. So if the question is, are you still are you experiencing the pain as well? Uh, are you like you said? Are you seeing your body? Are you going through how much misery during that mm. time? And there was just too many unanswered questions, which I think led to them. Apart from it being a kind of uh, uh, just a savage, brutal way of killing someone, I think it was mm. just came down to people recognizing that there are too many unknowns. You honestly just don't know, so you want to make it as humane as possible if you're extinguishing a life. Uh, hey, hey, what, what did they did did it? Did you find out what they changed the death to? If it wasn't the guillotine, I didn't. I didn't see that. I, I'm sorry. Uh, I think it was maybe hanging. Uh, I was just focused on uh, my rabbit hole was just removing heads, and I didn't. Oh, yeah, removing I didn't check. <laughs> I didn't check that. What, no, what okay. they replaced it with? Oh, but yeah. that's a bloody good question. Yeah, it's like, uh, I mean, because hangings, you know, that's a whole other uh, can of worms there. Well, right? that's just losing oxygen to your brain. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just move on from the fucking guillotine. Yeah. Unless you unless you want to explore it more. Well, I mean, I I appreciate that you that you did this research about the guillotine. I enjoyed it very much. <laughs> 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 we are covering an anime, uh, yeah. Which I I don't I don't think this thought would have uh, passed many people's minds upon watching it, but it did pass my mind. So yes. Uh, until I you... until I read more reviews, maybe it's past other reviewers' minds. I don't know. What were your uh, the moment? Were there moments in it which stood out to you? I mean, some of the humor in it I liked uh, when Lengoku was pontificating about things and he was staring off into the distance, and uh, Tanjiro kept saying, w- "What are you look? What are you looking at?" 
Well, again, <laughs> what are you looking at? <laughs> I thought that was those scenes were pretty funny. Like those were objectively funny, non-anime, seemingly non-anime like humor. Like it's almost like some sort of improv humor, in a way. Uh, mm-hmm. So I like those scenes, and I liked. I mean, of course, the action scenes, but um, I, I liked the, yeah, like you said, the the dream sequences were very, very engrossing. And I liked how they really made the subconscious and then this the core of the subconscious in a very 3D way, like a very tangible way. They they took something very esoteric, and they and they gave form to it, which I found very interesting. Because usually when we talk about dreams and these types of realities, it, it becomes something that's very very hard to quantify. But they 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 put it on, on in the movie as a quantifiable thing. Like especially the core of the person, who the person really is, is is it is right there. <laughs> like, I thought right. that was really interesting, and I, I think like spiritual that's why, core. Yeah, the spiritual core. Like I, I think that's when when I think of it being uh, a movie for all ages. I think that's what that's one of the elements. Like they really that was something that I think any kid could see and understand what they're talking about like that. It, so in, intellectually, they took a very intellectually bulky concept and they put it on the screen so that a wide range of people could really understand it, like from young to old. Uh, and I, I found that very interesting how they did that. I, I mean, I also enjoyed the, how each core was a little bit different and how Tanjiro was this, he was this pure little core and there were little things walking in and helping someone try to show, show him the way to kill, kill him. And I I found that uh, all very interesting to watch and visually stunning. I completely agree. They, they summed up the characters during those moments. Whereas you, you know, immediately upon watching that, that Tanjiro is selfless. He is compassionate. And even though you're trying to kill him, he's like, yeah, you're in my mind now, and I'm going to do what I can to help you. What, you want to find my spiritual core? Yeah, here, here you go. <laughs> here it is. Sure. <laughs> Whereas when you look at Inosuke, Inosuke is like, mm-hmm. fuck, uh, you know, like chasing you with his katana, or, or you see Zenitsu, who's just full of jealousy yeah. <laughs> about, like, what are you doing here? You know that I'm, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. you're after <laughs> Nezuko too? Is that right? Really? I will kill you. <laughs> And then you see it in Goku, which is just all flames and like heat and rage. And you see the way he comes offline. I mean, he's in his dream, yet in the real world, you see him strangle her. He gets his hand. He gets his hand around. I'm like, fucking hell, that's great. Yeah, that was that was really fascinating because you you thought of all of the people, he would have been the one to be able to snap out of it. But he wasn't quite able to. But. Part of close. his body was in reality. Yeah, mm. that was really interesting. It's like this uh, defense mechanism kicked mm. in, self-preservation, and he comes out and he strangles that girl. I don't know how long he was holding yeah, her there, but that couldn't that couldn't have been good for her. No, I don't think so. 
In fact, I think no, in a non- <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh yeah, in a non-anime situation, I think she would have been dead. <laughs> well, well, no. The, here's here's something that I, <laughs> about like uh, like reflection. I I thought, why they're sleeping? Why not just slit their throats? <laughs> Are you getting to uh, the Doctor Evil's kid? Yeah, Why'd yeah. You got the gun. Why'd you just shoot him? Just shoot Why'd him in the head. Him? I could be done right now. I got a gun. Just let me do it. <laughs> in fact, I'll take the katana from them, and then I'll just mm-hmm. I'll just slice their heads off. Why uh, do I, I have I to go thinking. through this rigmarole? <laughs> yeah, yeah, why are you? <laughs> I was kind of thinking that as well, but uh, I didn't let my get get myself overwhelmed by it because I wanted to enjoy the movie. <laughs> That's when I get caught up. So like, but you know, during the yeah. while watching it, it never ent- I never entertained oh, yeah. it. It was oh, like really? later. Really? No, no, not yeah, during. But because because when he when the the. The uh, demon guy is on top of the train talking about what he's doing. It kind of reminded me of like Marvin the Martian. Like, I've never seen. <laughs> it. I'm going to. Oh, Marvin the Martian's like the old Warner Brothers movies, oh, or shows, okay. cartoon. Yeah, where he has. Oh, like, that's right. Giant, I'm sorry. I do yeah, remember yeah. him. Yeah. Okay. Uh, he's like this death rate laser pointed at the earth. He's like, now I'm going to destroy the earth. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I'm going to make all their dreams and they're going to sink deeper and deeper. <laughs> it's like, Hey, they're asleep. Just kill them now. <laughs> yeah. 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 Exactly. <laughs> you don't need to manipulate these innocent people. <laughs> it's like, well, he's a psychopath. So he needs to, <laughs> so he has to do it. He's like the Hannibal Lecter of the demon world, I guess. Right. Yeah. So the, yeah. um, there are, so many good scenes uh animation was incredible uh yeah. the demon where Tanjiro finally wakes up after cutting his own head off he asks uh, Nezuko to help the others wake up by using flames some kind of demon flame on the rope right um and then he's on the train and then he's fighting that other demon, and he cuts his head off. You know, for all this time, even in the series, I thought it was a girl. I thought it was a woman. That was just maybe me. That 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 main demon, the um, the demon on the train. Oh, I always really? thought it was oh, a woman. Okay. You know, in the series. Oh, okay. Uh huh. And oh. oh, okay. I guess it was just me. But anyway, they uh, so they have a fight, and then she he cuts off her head. His sorry, his his head, and then. Uh, he reveals himself to be fully enmeshed in the train, fully integrated in the train. And from that point on, we see Tanjiro, Inosuke, Rengoku. They are trying, you know, defeating these worm-like uh, tentacles, tentacles mm-hmm. coming in to try to kill passengers. And that's when I love seeing Rengoku, uh, you know, just show why he's a Hashira. Right. Finally wakes that fucking guy up. The, the demon up he's like oh what the fuck just happened well a, a shit just fucking happened bitch <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what fucking happened to you and he sees Zenitsu as well sorry before that scene you see Zenitsu coming in to protect Nezuko but he's still half asleep and it was all yeah I enjoyed I enjoyed many of those uh, moments it was hmm. just you get everything you need to know about the characters uh, again I'm trying to put myself into the position of uh, as a movie watcher, without mm-hmm. smuggling in my TV, uh, the the TV show, so I'm trying I'm trying my best to treat it just as a movie. But 
but I just think it just furthers it just furthers the to me the the characters who I loved mm-hmm. in the series. Mm. Right, right. Yeah, I uh I I I love the well, the moment that you found out that the whole thing was the demon, the whole train was the demon. Mm. I found that incredibly suffocating. That's kind of the feeling of like you, the breath is just taken right out of you. You're like, ah, oh, fuck, is this what they have to deal with? Oh, this is an adventure in and of itself, isn't it? So right. everything that the train feels, they the train can feel all of the characters trying to attack it, right? So right. it's like, how do you actually get to the point where you can kill it? Um, I I thought that was really really interesting and. Uh, such a compelling element of the movie and they finally get to where they need to go and there's also mentioning the the humor of it like the train conductor had no idea what the fuck was happening right it was like you you, you didn't notice anything weird (laughs) didn't he stab he stabbed Tanjiro he was trying to stab them he's like I want to dream yeah you're taking, was, uh, you're, you're preventing me from being able to dream. In fact, that was the motivation of all many of these humans, the mm. human beings, was I just want to go to sleep. I want to yeah. dream because they're living their best lives, right? Maybe remembering yeah. family members or they're, they're in heaven and these demon slayers are taking heaven away from them. Mm. It's such an interesting philosophical underpinnings that are beyond my understanding at this point. You know, th- about the subconscious and the whole idea. I, there's there's so many messages that I think that can be read into this movie. Absolutely. Dealing with... Uh, it's so, Like a simulation, like the simulation theory. Yeah. Are we all in a simulation like, right now? Or if, it, if it's not, then what are, where are we? And if we knew that we could go back into the Matrix, for example, like the guy who sabotages <laughs> everyone in the matrix yeah. he's right yeah. he's like i just want to fucking i want to i want some steak i want some good quality steak i want right. to get back into this uh, the matrix because that's what i miss that's what i yeah and i think that's the case here is you've got like a mix of inception and the matrix and people who are not willing to they don't want to live in reality anymore like the guy who get mm. who had tuberculosis he yeah. uh, just basically he couldn't believe his luck well thanks a lot but now i, I realize now i feel uh, really bad like shit yeah. shit that sucks i, yeah, I, I don't why, feel why should i kill someone when i'm already on my way out anyway you know well yeah, it's, yeah uh, it's like a pretty uh he, he ended up being like a stand-up guy child mm. <laughs> he was yeah. just a child right? yeah but um so, so then we see Tanjiro fighting, uh, Inosuke fighting uh, at the front of the train, and, and there are eyes that appear. And these eyes mm-hmm. put you to sleep. And so right. Tanjiro's going to sleep again and again and again. He's chopping off his own head, and he can't. Mm-hmm. And, and now he's in a state of, uh, it's a, it becomes a habit, and he can't get out of it until Inosuke comes and saves him. He's like, listen, don't, right. don't waste your life here. Uh, yeah. And uh, they can't can't help Inotsuke. Oh, that was really clever because Inotsuke is wearing a fucking boar head. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so yeah, he yeah, can't yeah. focus on his eyes. Yeah, so Inotsuke yeah. is the one who saves Tanjiro. Uh, yeah. And uh, they win. They win the day. But that was only a a, rest, a, a brief 
victory. Respite. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was. It wasn't a. It didn't come close to what was coming, and that was right. the top level demon who makes an appearance. So let's talk about that for a little bit. This, yeah, this guy uh, who comes in and and we know we know from maybe from the series, maybe oh maybe it's mentioned here. Uh, I don't remember, but I know that the top level have never lost mm-hmm. all demon slayer. All demon slayers who have gone up against these the upper echelon of demons always lose, right? So that's what we're preparing ourselves for. It's this big fight, but it was only big for one person. The other, like the demon, I think it was just a walk in the park, right? He's just admiring within Goku's strength and just being a weak human, and he wants to turn him into a demon. Uh, and he's just disappointed that Rengoku doesn't want to go down this path. But there are, there are a couple of moments during that fight where he he gets fucked up, where he loses right. an eye, and then suddenly comes, you know, you see the flames form around him, and he tries again, and then he gets a fucking fist punched through his, fuck, his stomach, and then he, there's this, this is what I love about anime as well. You, you just, there's so much character development in such a short period of time. We just were yeah. transported to him as a kid, being mm-hmm. uh, spoken to by his mother, right? And then he, and then after that little conversation, he's he's back, he's back uh, trying to cut this demon's head off. Like all the um, the backstory, it, I thought the show also did a great job of doing backstory, and the movie does a, a very interesting way of weaving backstory throughout the whole plot. And yeah, Nengoku, how he didn't. He was always trying to appease his father, but it was his mother who who was his like true spiritual core, and he based the principles of his life on what his mother said to him as a young child. And uh, didn't you think that was f- like strange that everyone else during their dream states they were living they they were this was their best lives that they could mm. imagine and dream whereas in goku's dream his father still spurns him <laughs> right his father's still a fucking prick to him i i think it's one of those uh well i was i was really interested in that because it made me feel like oh he's going to be the first one to get out of this because his dream doesn't really have all of the elements of perfection mm. but perhaps for him a dream is also like the reality of this inner struggle. Like he wants to have a struggle with something mm. in order to, and, and overcome that struggle. Right. And maybe that's what his actual ideal dream is, is that you, you have somebody in your life who doesn't, uh, doesn't uh, approve of you. And then you find some way in your dream in that reality to to appease that person and then that becomes the most joyful moment you know that's what i was kind of thinking about at some points in the mo- in that dream sequence it, but it didn't quite follow that path it, it went in a different direction right where he becomes even a smaller child and his mother says things to him about how he should live his life and she was a very stern looking woman didn't look like she uh, showered him with a lot of fucking love. <laughs> right. <laughs> Just a very um, unemotional, unengaged kind of uh, expression on her face until that moment where she draws him in and gives him a hug. I'm just going on first impressions. Right. Uh, the fact that 
we are treated to almost half an hour. I don't know, twenty between twenty minutes to half an hour of one fight. Right. Did not oh see that God. coming. Yeah. I uh, yeah, that was really fun to watch, and at times, what was really gripping about it is that. You always, of course, you always hope that Lengoku can win. So you, you have that feeling in your stomach. And then each time the demon like reforms itself, you go, okay, now it's, now it's finished. But each time he does it, you're all, for at least for me, I was, I felt like, okay, well, maybe Lengoku is the person who can defeat a high level demon. They're always mm. teasing you through, yeah. through that <laughs> yeah. sequence, right? Dang, then, dangling the, the, the prospect yeah, of him winning. Yeah, yeah. prospect. He's like, maybe this demon is way too full of himself because the way he talks and stuff like mm. that. He's like the perfect anti, well, not anti-hero, the perfect villain that gets knocked down off his perch. And uh, he didn't get knocked down. <laughs> yeah. I think, I, actually, I think it's a perfect representation of what we've been told about these upper level demons. Right. You would be arrogant. You would be, yeah. You, yeah. you would have, it, it would be nothing to you. It would... Any yeah. fight with a Hashira, you'd be like, well, I just killed a Hashira yesterday. What the fuck have you got to... What, what kind of resistance am I going to get from you? But we're always, you know, what I'm trying to say is like, we're always introduced to these very arrogant, evil characters in movies. Mm. And then eventually someone knocks them down. But in, in this movie, he doesn't get knocked down. And the hero, the person who's the strongest on the good side, is destroyed. Right. And, uh, but it, it's the, I, I, I guess his, you know, the, the idea is that his spirit lives on in, in the minds of the, of his, um, of his followers. Lengoku is a fascinating character. I didn't think much of him in the series. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's nothing to hang my head on. There's nothing for me to right. be, I, I didn't give a fuck about. And then in the series, it just grow, it slowly built up to where I'm rooting for the guy at the end. Yeah. But I don't, and I'm just given these little tantalizing details about his past. And it, it fleshed him out to the point where I don't know of many other movies that can so quickly, I think this is maybe the attraction of anime, is that uh -huh. you can just spend a couple of scenes to make you really care about them. Just quickly intersperse some history. And then that motivates them to do something or it makes you really appreciate them. And then you, throughout the whole movie, you also see Tanjiro and Inotsuke and Zenitsu really fawning over him because right. of the fact that he's a shida. He's a very kind of cryptic type of character because of the way he reacts to people. It's, it's almost like I, I call him like the Ot taku superhero like in a way because of his mannerisms and the way he talks to people like he he's, he's saying the right things but the way he mm. looks at you is like dude can you just be human for a second <laughs> like, but like he but he is caring but in, in his in his own way and uh so it, it's hard to you know hang on to him but by the end it, i i think as you say you, you, you get to enjoy the character. It was a shame because I, th I thought that, I mean, just for him dying uh, without knowing much about him. But I think I got all the information I wanted from him, which make, made his death more, all the more impactful. Mm -hmm. just, just the right amount of history, the right amount that made me think, fuck, 
This guy, he is powerful within his own right, but he still was no match. And that's what makes the show so compelling. If you don't have mm-hmm. Hashira, who can even have no chance against these demons, then yeah. what the fuck is the point? And then, right. and this is an emotional part for me, is when he breaks free, right? He gets his hand out of like uh, Rengoku's fucking stomach. He pulls his, right. he, he finally pulls out because the sun is rising, right? And he's, right, right, right. And then right. He, he flees, he flees for the forest. And then Tanjiro comes running and he throws his sword using. Uh, whatever breathing technique he was using and yeah he, he gets him but he continues running and then we see Tanjiro we 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 see him give this heated uh like monologue about how you demons are have an un, uh, have an advantage over us you can never fight uh, we we have to fight you on your on your terms you could never fight us on our terms. You always can regenerate, and you've got so many advantages. And then Goku is the fucking hero here. He never lost. He right. saved everybody here. Right. Yeah, it was impactful. And I think if you're a movie watcher and you never saw the, uh, if you've never seen a TV show, I guess that kind of sums up <laughs> everything yeah. you need to know. I guess it's like okay, these are the, mm. you know demons. We're we're always fighting demons on their turf. They they, mm. they can't fight us on ours. And we've got to make so many sacrifices in order to make any progress. Right. Yeah, I, I really, I, I, I liked, you know, I, it, it, I don't know if it's going to sound silly or not, but when you bring that up and I was kind of thinking about it because we, we, we watched Seven Samurai at the end of the mo- you know, a few weeks ago. And the end of the Seven Samurai, uh, I, I kind of draw a similar thematic parallel in the sense these demon slayers are helping everyone but they don't really they they're just going to move on and continue whatever life they have continuing killing demons and then the people that they've saved are just going to go on living their lives you know and i I think there was a similar idea going in, in seven samurai where it's like these I don't know how much of the plot I want to really expose in the movie, but I I just want maybe I'll stay yeah. honor the so honor that, of know. being yeah. a samurai or val- valor. Yeah. I, yeah, we did touch upon that. Um, yeah, I don't think you're spoiling the, anything by saying uh, that. So, but but I mean, what I mean, I don't want to spoil is the and maybe we can cut it out later. But it's the idea that it's there's honor in it. There's honor in itself, objectively in it, to save people. But those samurai at the end of the movie don't really have anything that they feel like that they've won. Maybe that's a little bit different because Tanjiro definitely feels like he wants to save more and more people. But it's basically the people. Well, at you the even end say you even save the train conductor. Yeah. Despite yeah. Inosuke's protests. Yeah. So they just have to keep on moving on, doing what they love or doing on what they do, but they're not, they, they've, they've lost someone so deeply. Uh, I don't know. Maybe we can just cut this part out anyway. No, no, no. That's a good point is that there um, is a level of uh, dedication, commitment to the cause. Your seventh samurai, the, the parallel there is that what is it all for? And right. yeah. when you're losing this badly, to a demon who looked like he was he wasn't even 
uh, he wasn't really overextending himself. I yeah, think it was yeah. it was that was the most uh, stunning thing for me uh, watching it is that you think that Rengoku, you know, just like a little little bit of a chance, but you see the expression on it and uh, the demon's face is yeah. he's done it so often before oh, over yeah. how, we don't know how long it could be hundreds of years right hundreds of years he's been fighting and that's his point to Rengoku it's like you've only got a lifetime whereas I've got multiple lifetimes to hone right. my craft so what chance do you have against me and it's proven it me, he, it, it comes out at the end how uh, futile it all was the only thing really? where we, the only yeah. satisfaction we get is that he saved everybody on the train, and right. and he saves Tanjiro from getting his head smashed in at the <laughs> at the beginning of the fight. Right. It's like it's it's an interesting movie in the sense that yeah, the innocent lives were saved, but evil was correct. <laughs> evil triumphed in a way where there's another Hashida down. Right. Another Hashida has bit in the dust. And, and it's also an interesting thing, like uh, you were talking about earlier about how, you know, when they're sleeping, why doesn't that demon just come down and kill them all? And it's like, okay, well, this demon, this upper level demon, it's like, if it, w- what is your objective? Is it just to torture I think it was just to kill Tanjiro. People? Yeah, tan- Tanjiro. But it's like, don't you just want to control everything? Like, why are you creating this hierarchy of various demons? Why not just, like, enslave everyone already? <laughs> but maybe it wouldn't be fun, I guess. Yeah. To do it, that. It does, yeah. I, I, and we don't know how much fucking blood that uh, Mitsu, Mitsujin, uh, how much yeah. he's able to give to people. I, don't, I have no idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. But he's, um, the whole idea of this fight. I loved it because it's reinforcing these uh, these um, the characterizations the you know good mm. versus bad, but there's also a way for our main protagonist to to look at how to improve and Tanjiro he know he breaks down because he knows that he comes to a realization that fuck if Ren Goku got killed so cavalierly, then what chance do I have? And then we see uh, Zenitsu and Inotsuke, they break down in tears. That was funny when we see the boar head. Yeah. Inotsuke is right, like, right. like <laughs> he's crying. He's crying and they're all crying. And then as a as a as someone who enjoyed the TV series, I thought, fuck, this is just building upon the, sec- the, the second season. You really, right. I really want to watch it right fucking now. And I think yeah. it was like this fine balancing act. There's a balancing act between, okay, can we make this like just a standalone movie but we want to tie it into the next season to get people watching the the second season and i think they managed that perfectly i think it was yeah, a good yeah i balance. think so yeah yeah because you it, it's really like a full they you know in a way they took a one movie and they made it a full season in the sense right. of how tanjiro grows his growth spurt well they a, call it the mugen arc in anime they use arcs right right so like an arc I guess they they could have made this a series with an arc of like the Mugen Train, right. but they made it into a movie. Um, right. But my only complaint is that watching the series, it, it's a multiplicative, mul- multiplicative. I haven't used multiplicative in my life. Multiplicitous. <laughs> <laughs> no, multiplicative. Multipl- it's like it it really exp- uh, 
add so much by by just watching the the series and and watching it as standalone. I think it's just simply not as good. Uh, I have to go back, and these are all counterfactuals, right? How would I feel mm. having watched it without watching the series? But I've already watched the series, so uh, I just think that people are losing out without watching the series and watching this movie. Mm. Uh, but, I'm just looking up multiplicative. Well, you don't think it's a word? No, I've never heard it before. It's a word. Tending or having the power to multiply. Yeah. So, you know, the, the ending... Okay, let's get into the ending. So we talked about the fight, and now we're talk, uh, I want to talk about that bird, the crow, which every Hashira has. Yeah. And the crow is, flies off and tells all these other Hashira what happened. Or tells his crow friends. And then the crow friends oh, yeah. of the crow, <laughs> of Linkoku's crow... Of tells their Hashira what happened and you see their reactions. Right. And I was like, really? Really? Oh, no, some of them had no reaction at all. Yeah. That's true. Uh, what was Gyu? Gyu's reaction? I was like, oh, is that so? Ahsoka. I was like, fucking hell. Your fucking mate just died. You cold-hearted prick. <laughs> <laughs> Although as Hashira, maybe they're, you know, of the... Yeah, samurai ilk where you don't really yeah, want yeah. to show too much emotion, right? They, what are they going to do? They know that it's eventually the, it's their lot in life to uh, die in battle somehow. And then the head, uh, hush, uh, the head guy, he says yeah. that he's going to be meeting him soon enough. Yeah, so he's dying. I don't know. We don't know what ailments, what disease, or whatever, what what he's suffering from. But he's apparently going to die. I think it's guy. He's 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 got veinitis. He's got lots of veins. Veinitis. <laughs> <laughs> hey, can someone treat his veins? <laughs> <laughs> he's got lots of veins in his head. Well, uh, and that big birthmark. Yeah, is it a birthmark, birthmark or was it like a burn? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. It's like a Gorbachev thing going on there. Yeah. Uh, uh, so I, you know, I, I think it's kind of setting up that you know, of course, obviously that Tanjiro and friends are going to be the the next people to take on the helm of this, and it'll be fun to find out who the next leader guy is and what the other you know Inosuke and Zenitsu can do and how. Nezuko fits into all of it. What did she think of the music? Oh, gosh. You know what? I'm sorry. I don't remember. Well, it can't have been that good for you then. You, you didn't leave any impact. Uh, I, I, It didn't. Well, here, here, I'll put it this way. You can look at it that, that in two ways. It didn't have any impact or it didn't take away from the movie viewing experience. But what about you? What, what did you say? What, what, what do you I thought it was like it? a great mix of orchestral and techno music uh particularly when that demon showed up at the end uh the last mm-hmm. act it was like this kind of techno i mean you're you're more musically inclined than me mm-hmm. uh but there was like this techno element right like this right yeah 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 down. and i thought it was like a an interesting mix because it's all it's orchestral right even in the series i i thought wow what they're spending this much fucking money on an orchestra and then here it was just like this uh, uh, synergy between like some techno techno music and the mm. and like a symphony and uh, particularly when we see then Goku powering up or when he's having these memories uh, of his mother and then he changes again and he tries to chop off this guy this the demon's head and there's like mm. another orchestral moment 
I thought it was mm-hmm. really because uh, because I'm 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 watching on my phone with my headphones right. in, and it was like right, surround right, right. sound. It's really I thought it was really well done. I have to leave. <laughs> I guess I'll have to watch the movie again. Because uh, I, I I watched it and I guess it just all f- it all f- flowed with for me. So I, I don't I, I watched it on Sunday. Today's Friday. So sorry, I don't have anything to say about it. <laughs> That's okay. To to hear my uh, co-host talk about music for an hour, uh, we've got a music episode <laughs> you can listen to. That was you talked uh, about it too. Yeah, <laughs> but not a, not in as much depth as you. So I think we've come towards the end. Uh, what are your favorite? Char- who do you have any favorite characters that stood out to you? Mm. I I would have to say, I guess I uh, I'm gonna go uh, Vanilla here and just say I like Tanjiro. Why? Because he was uh, played such a central part of it, and I enjoyed him, his uh, his ride and in, in in his nightmare story of, uh, with his family and the struggle that he had with trying to get over the things. And I also uh, found it fun. I think he he made all the other characters better in a way. It's kind of like the fulcrum, make, helping other characters become better right. versions of themselves. What about you? The Engoku. Uh-huh. I thought it was like a whole movie dedicated to one guy who we don't know much about in the series. And here, I think I felt that to know about this guy, his upbringing in such clear detail. I mean, so mm-hmm. so concise, which made me care about him. And then, and then later think, wow, fuck, what a waste. He was a fucking great character. Mm. <laughs> Yet they right. killed him. Yeah. And they killed him just so uh, effortlessly, you know? It was like, it was like okay, it, we know that the upper demons, they don't lose. And yet we see a guy who we don't know very well die. Um, right. And I thought that the way he was written, uh, I haven't read the manga, but... There may be some differences there, but just in terms of a movie, uh, trying to appreciate this movie, uh, I felt that it was like a master class in getting you to understand uh, a character in his most concise amount of time, a briefest possible period. Mm. And I think that's that's amazing that yeah. you can do this, uh, make me feel something. We talked about what I like in movies, and just having a movie make me feel something is, right. I think... Uh, testament to the movie that i've watched so yeah uh well let's give it a rating well uh out okay. of five what what are we going to choose as a rating mugen trains there can be only one mugen train okay scratch that <laughs> <laughs> i don't know you spent like the whole week thinking about that if so let's go with mugen train okay how many mugen okay. trains <laughs> okay well uh, i'm gonna give it Five Mugen trains. You know what? I am yeah. going to give it the same. Yeah. Five Mugen trains. I think it's... It's fun as fuck. It's, it's fun. It's uh, impactful. Uh, there are some unique uh, insights into the dream state, which I liked. It's a great character development. Uh, and it makes me want to watch the season two, mm. which uh, I think is the point. Right. It does everything it's supposed to and more. Yeah, I, I just can't wait. And I think the season two is coming up 
So uh, hopefully we can cover that at some stage. Should be great. Yes. All right. Well, until then, everyone, I hope you enjoyed my uh, our discussion on this movie. If it wasn't uh, already clear, uh, from my perspective, I think you should watch the TV series. Uh, but if you don't have the time to do that, then I think it would be worthwhile to check out the movie in isolation. I just think it's a waste. But yeah, what, what, what do you have to say? Uh, now that we're moving out of the time of self-isolation, I would say that you could watch the movie with others and without watching the series. However, as my co-host said, watching the show will definitely enhance your experience of watching the movie, uh, either self-isolated or with others. There you go. All right. Until next time.